0: Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of stinky and for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty, large black bags
3: from the Hollywood Walk of Fame yesterday, passing a resolution unanimously asking the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce to remove it. The council made the request after the star on the sidewalk was destroyed late last month. Trump's star was placed on the walk in 2007 during the height of his popular reality TV series The Apprentice. It has been vandalized a number of times since he took office last year. A spokesman for the Chamber of Commerce says they never remove a star once it's placed on that walk of fame. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes.
4: A new study out from Pivotal Research found that Google and YouTube take up a combined 34% of our time online. Now, Facebook, I'm sure you're wondering, only takes up an average of 10% of your time online. This is USA Radio News.
2: Live from the 51 radio studios in Covington, Tennessee... It's Adam and Chad, bringing you all the sports talk you can handle every Tuesday night at 8. And now, your hosts, Adam Craig and Chad Gatlin. Welcome
5: in, welcome in. Adam and Chad, U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM, and the U.S. 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live. Got a... Good show today, man. Lots to talk about. Conor McGregor coming back to UFC. Urban Meyer suspended. NASCAR chairman and CEO arrested for DWI. Lots of stuff happening on the precipice of football. Plus, we'll have our high school football predictions for the local area teams with Jeff Ireland. But first, we want to hear from you, the listener, the watcher, the viewer. Watcher? Viewer. One or the other. Whatever you want to be called. You can participate in the show. Adam, tell them how. That's right.
6: You can catch us on Twitter at Adam Sports. Catch us right here live on Facebook. If you miss us live, you can always catch us after the show. It'll be posted out there for you to watch anytime. If you want to catch us on an app, you got iTunes, iHeartRadio, and com. And if you want to give us a call, it's 901-475-9355
5: all right i would suggest if i had to suggest the way to participate in the show probably the best way is the facebook live comments uh they uh the phone line is not always operating correctly and you may or may not get through there but you'll definitely get through on the facebook comments and we'll be able to see it pretty quickly pretty quickly after it posts we'll start this show off the same way we do every week that's with the weekly sports update the rundown Conor McGregor will make his return to the UFC on October 6th in Las Vegas against undefeated lightweight champion Khabib Nurmagomedov. I I knew I wasn't going to be able to say that quickly. I (laughs) I would have rehearsed it more. I should have rehearsed it more. UFC President Dana White made that announcement that the lightweight title battle headline UFC 229 inside T-Mobile Arena. McGregor has not fought in the UFC since November of 2016. Ohio State football coach Urban Meyer issued a statement Friday saying that he failed when he denied knowing about domestic violence allegations against one of his former assistant coaches, Zach Smith. Meyer was placed on administrative leave by Ohio State while an investigation by an independent group formed by the university takes place. They anticipate to have the investigation finished within 14 days. The St. Louis Cardinals are 58-55 and 55 and 3rd in the NL Central right now. They're facing the Marlins tonight in Miami. Chase Elliott earned his first NASCAR Cup Series victory on Sunday at Watkins Glen International. Jimmy Johnson had to use his car to push his teammate to victory lane after Elliott ran out of fuel after the race. Chase Elliott is the son of NASCAR legend Bill Elliott. Also in NASCAR, chairman and CEO Brian France failed to stop at a stop sign and was arrested Sunday night in the Hamptons on charges of driving while intoxicated and misdemeanor possession of a controlled substance, according to a Sag Harbor Village, New York Police Department news release. He was released from jail Monday morning. That's the rundown. Oh, Adam Connor McGregor is going to make his way back to the UFC. Long awaited return. Here he comes. Connor McGregor, two years ago, the biggest draw in the UFC. I mean, hands down. Selling pay per views like crazy. Him and Nick Diaz fighting a couple of times. Him holding two titles in two different weight classes at the same time. First time ever anybody did that. Of course, now he has uh, been matched because there is a current UFC champion in Daniel Cormier that holds both the light heavyweight and heavyweight uh, belts. And uh, there are, uh, or either it's middle, I don't know. Anyway, Daniel Cormier holds two. I, I, uh, I may have the two classes wrong. But uh, McGregor of course, had to give up one belt and for not defending it and then had to give up another belt for not defending it. So now he'll face the uh, interim champion, or, or basically, I think he's now he's the undisputed champion. Uh, he'll face him in the lightweight division. Conor McGregor will take him on in October. And a lot of people are saying, is this the biggest UFC fight ever? I don't know. I mean, uh, Liddell and Couture was huge even back then i mean i know they weren't doing the numbers back then but you know rousey's return when rousey fought nunez was a huge fight in the ufc i think maybe a little more into. i think conor mcgregor staying out of the ufc so long after boxing floyd mayweather and then the stunt the pr stunt that lands him in jail in new york I think between those two things, anticipation for a Conor McGregor fight is actually down. And then I think right. if you want to factor in too the fact that his opponent while he's the champion, half of your casual over half of your casual UFC fans have no idea who he is. Have never seen him fight, I would bet. I would just about bet that half the casual UFC fans have never seen this guy fight. And so I don't know that it's that hotly anticipated deal for Conor McGregor to turn the U- return to the UFC because also it's not like Conor McGregor's undefeated in the UFC. Right. It's not like he's coming in defending it, and it's not like he beat Floyd Mayweather. So I just don't – I think it's a little overhyped by the mixed martial arts media because it's something they want to see. Your hardcore people maybe want to see it and want to see McGregor come back. But I feel like McGregor is not as much of a thought in people's minds as he maybe used to be. I don't think it's – let me say it this way. I don't think it's nearly as big as if Floyd Mayweather decided to fight in an MMA fight. I think that would be huge because right. – and even though we know how it would go, yeah, that would be huge.
6: Yeah, people would probably – there's probably people that argue
5: This, with that, I don't right? – him returning to fight for the lightweight belt – I got to be honest with you. I, I think he's an underdog. I actually think Vegas has him as an underdog in the fight. His opponent is undefeated. Yeah. And yeah. uh, McGregor has been gone from the UFC for a little while. And, you know, you just got to wonder, can he get it done? I think Vegas has him as an underdog, and I would have him as an underdog too.
6: Yeah. I, I, I'm i not so sure. Like, just because of the way he fights and things, I, I have actually seen... Um, I can't, I ain't gonna try to say his name, but <laughs> he's, yeah, he's uh he's a good fighter and it's gonna, McGregor's gonna have to be on his toes, but he always seems to be prepared. Now I do believe this is a, it's a big fight to the McGregor fans. Cause there's a lot of your, like you said, though, your casuals, probably not so much. And like, even to me, I mean, I watch him, but, and I'm excited to see him fight again, but I'm not just overwhelmed. Like, Oh man, this. now if he was coming back to fight Diaz again. I might watch it just because I'd be curious if he might actually finally beat him. But um, this, uh, yeah, this one doesn't have quite the aura. But it's just Conor McGregor. Like I'll watch it just because I like to watch him fight, and I'm curious how well he's going to do on after he's been on this hiatus for so long. Is it going to affect the way? Well, and had fight?
5: to train to fight a totally different sport right. that he had never done before, yeah, and had different. to train to learn not to use his full skill set. I mean, I think you know a lot of it's like riding a bike, but. I don't know. I think it makes some difference. Yeah, and
6: I don't. I agree with you with the whole thing. I, we know a certain network is pushing this to be this great big old fight because they want it to explode. Now, I think they'll do okay just because it's his first fight back, not, not because this is just going to be an awesome fight. Now, this could turn out to be a good fight, but right now, on paper, you're just like, okay, who's this other dude? And, oh, McGregor's back. Okay, and that's kind of how, you know, the best— thing of it for the and i think that's how they're trying to bill it. it's like oh look mcgregor's back he, here he comes which i mean i get that there's part of me that goes okay yeah i'll probably watch it or not probably i'm gonna watch it just because he's coming back and this is his first fight back and i want to see if he's got to shake the rust off or not but uh but like you said though if it mayweather was coming to fight a uh, UFC, oh yeah i want to see that because i I he I mean he just get destroyed. But I know some people would argue, oh yeah, no, getting that ring it's a whole another ball game when you've got to do. Now I, if unless he gets a good shot in on the first punch or something knocks dude out and maybe but
5: outside and of I that can't he's in stress trouble in the enough ring. that it's first of all they'll say, "Well, you know, McGregor went 10 rounds. One uh McGregor had to lessen his skill set not broaden it to get into boxing. Uh, he he had to learn how to operate within smaller parameters rather than larger parameters. So there's a lot less to defend against in boxing because the guy can only punch you. And so not having to defend against kicks, I think, makes a big difference. And also, I don't know how many times I'll have to say this before people begin to get convinced. Floyd Mayweather allowed that fight to go 10 rounds. He basically said that. He could have taken him out from the fourth round on. He gave a longer fight because he felt like that fans didn't get much of a fight out of him when uh, he fought against De La Hoya. I mean, not De La Hoya, Pacquiao. Pacquiao. And uh, so that, I think, is people will eventually, I think, remember it as that. The more it fades, I don't think people will say, oh, he went 10 rounds with with Mayweather. Mayweather let him go 10 rounds. Just like if Mayweather came in the UFC and went three rounds with McGregor, totally would be because McGregor chose to let him do that.
6: Yeah, I, I don't know. if I, I don't think you're ever going to convince people that are hardcore MMA, especially McGregor fans. I know if I was like a hardcore, I'd say, yeah, no, I'm not going to ever believe that. But that's just... Yeah, you know, I said. That I think you got people that are on the fence. Yeah, they might swing one because we they say that we really don't know for sure. Now I believe it only because I know how they try to drag the fight out for a money reason. They want it to be a show, and I kind of know how they pull that kind of stuff. But we're involved in sports heavily, so. But Pete, you're just average casual uh, watch uh, sports fan. I'm not even saying MMA. the guy didn't
5: do well. I'm just right. saying that you know, look, it's his first ever professional boxing match, and he gets to fight the undefeated champion. Well, I think I mean, some of that and is And you think you think about that he legitimately there. lasted 10 rounds? I mean, yeah. there look, it, it's uh I'm not saying he didn't do it. He did better than I thought he would. And oh, I his I fight mean, honestly, a lot better than and he a landed a couple of shots that I thought were legitimate good shots that uh you know, I didn't think he would be able to get in that close on May, on Mayweather at all. And so uh there were he did well. I'm just saying that he didn't he didn't carry it ten rounds because he carried it ten rounds. He carried it ten rounds because Mayweather let it go ten rounds. And a lot of it is because it's the nature of the way Mayweather fights. You can't. I don't know if you can name any fights where Mayweather ended it in the first three four rounds. Yeah,
6: he's kind of a drag it out till they get tired kind of thing. And wait for that shot to open up. And I mean that's okay. That's one of the reasons I didn't like Mayweather as a fighter, and I never really cared. It was he's not known. that fun to watch. Right. I mean, it, I don't. I never. And I've never cared for his attitude. Very defensive too much fighter. But he, uh, but I understand his technique and why he did what he did. And I was afraid of that with McGregor. And there was that part of me that hoped that McGregor would slip one in there on him, knock him out, just to kind of humble him a little bit. But I knew that was a little far-fetched. But it turned out to be a better I mean, we watched it. I thought it was it was entertaining. It was fun. It was worth it to see. And uh, I think it would be funny if Mayweather did jump into the octagon with him. But I know if he's smart, he won't do that. No amount of money is going to be worth that kind of uh, butt whooping that he'd probably take because people say, oh, he'll fight. Yeah, he he might now. He could have to catch him real quick before because the first thing McGregor would do, or any fighter, is going to take him down to the ground because they know he's a boxer and yeah, I know amount of training is going to work. it's it. not going to be able to I, train saying. well enough to do. That's ground another fighting.
5: difference between boxing and MMA is uh, uh, see the you can't knock somebody out at will. I I mean almost nobody can just decide when they knock somebody out. Now, you can get a stoppage call for in boxing, but you can't just up and decide, hey, I'm not going to knock him out until now. You you can decide you're not going to hit him hard until a certain point, but you can't decide when you're going to knock somebody out. And for that reason, in MMA, you can't either. And so if it was stand-up fighting only, yeah, somebody like Mayweather might could last a while just because, you know, you can't... I mean, if he can take a beating... We saw that with CM Punk. Right. If you can take a beating, you can last. Well, but you had to be able to avoid submissions also. And I think it would be over in minutes in in a couple of minutes. I think you'd have Mayweather on the ground and submitted. It.
6: Well, it go and it goes back to a good example of it of what you're talking about too is uh, situation with Holly Holm and Ronda Rousey. She was she's obviously a striker and holly that's just kind of holly's game or that's her strong suit now she is trained a little bit to do ground but that wasn't really her thing i mean she's so tall and i well she's a, a devastating striker and then now you go and she gets in a fight with uh misha tate and she loses because she can't and she's one of the best fighters in the world and still loses to a ground so you can imagine what mayweather would have you know coming in or having no Prior ground game, right, so yeah. it's just that that kind of effect. It but just, anyway, just Conor
5: fun. McGregor in October, going to be fighting for the lightweight title. Should be interesting, anyway. And uh, like you said, Conor McGregor is a fun fighter to watch. So regardless, I don't think it's the most anticipated event in UFC no. history. I do think it'll be fun uh, to watch. We got Jeff Ireland coming up next. We'll make our local high school football predictions on Adam and Chad on US Fifty One Country 93.5 FM and the US Fifty One Country mobile app. This is
7: Keith Baird from Baird Auto route Baird is having our pre-owned sales event going on now. I'm so excited to announce that we have a large selection of light new Baird certified vehicles. Yes, Baird had a record new car month, which means a record amount of nice, clean, late model, low mileage, one-owner vehicles that can save you thousands. Baird puts every vehicle through a rigorous inspection before we put them on the lot. Baird has hundreds of Baird certified vehicles to choose from. Baird has cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs. Baird has banks with millions of dollars to loan you. And interest rates as low as 2.9% on Baird certified pre-owned vehicles. Good credit, bad credit, no credit. No, no problem. Bear has banks on standby waiting to give you a loan. Don't buy anywhere else until you have shopped a Bear location near you. Give my staff just 15 minutes to show you Bear can do it all for you. The Bear Pre owned used car event is going on now in West Plains, Missouri, Kenna, Missouri, Blahwell, Arkansas, Covington, Tennessee, Jonesboro, Arkansas, Paraville, Arkansas. Or check out over 1,000 vehicles on buybear.com. Don't get a bad deal. Get a Bear deal because why pay more? It's the U.S. 51 Country Dollar Saver guy with good news. Eat out at great restaurants
8: for half price, family fun things to do at half price. It's all at half price online at US51DollarSaver.com. There are still great savings available online. Go get yours before they're all gone from US51DollarSaver.com.
9: Hi, I'm Dole Sanders with Sandstorm IT, the premier provider of computer services in West Tennessee since 1993. Are you a business owner or responsible for the operation of your office? If so, we want to be your business partner for all of your computer, server, internet, or software needs. We're a local company that provides professional website design too. Got viruses? Spam? Computer slow? You've probably called us before but didn't realize it. Formerly known as TCPC, we've changed our name and now offer a complete range of services including cloud backup, disaster recovery, email hosting, phone systems, and everything else related to the technology needs of operating your business. Don't know what you need? We can help there too, with one of our free assessments to help you decide what best meets your needs. We will help you find and implement the right products and solutions, and then we're always here to support you, just a phone call or email away. To find out how we can help, call us today at 901-475-0275. Sandstorm IT, your on-demand IT department.
10: Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Mostly cloudy skies for tonight. Look for some showers and a few thunderstorms, 75 the low. Wednesday and Thursday, still mostly cloudy skies both days with scattered showers and thunderstorms. High temperatures running in the mid to upper 80s and overnight lows in the mid 70s. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center. U.S.
8: 51 Country Community Calendar. If your church, civic group, or nonprofit organization has an event coming up or important information that you would like to share on the community calendar, we'd love to hear from you. Send the details to Public Service Director in care of US 51 Country, 101 WKBL Drive, Covington, Tennessee, 38019, or visit the website us51country.com and click on Calendar to post your information.
1: Being treated like family is one of the best ways to show someone you care, and that's a top priority at Munford Pharmacy. At Munford Pharmacy, we keep it simple. We're here for you. We offer expert, up-to-date advice and healthcare knowledge with personalized care and free delivery. Visit us today at Munford Pharmacy on Doctors Drive in Munford or give us a call at 901-840-1998. Munford Pharmacy, your hometown pharmacy with free delivery.
2: Welcome back to Adam and Chad on U.S. 51 Country
5: 93.5
2: FM. It's going to be fun out of the bun.
5: Welcome back. Adam and Chad joined by our good friend, the sports editor at the Leader and the Collierville Herald. It's Jeff Ireland. Jeff, thanks for joining us on this Tuesday to give high school football predictions. We got the Jamboree coming up uh, on this Friday night at dyersburg uh, we have the football jamboree i assume you'll be headed to that right and and then And then will you be in studio next week for the big Adam and Chad high school football preview show where we'll have all the coaches from Brighton, Covington, Munford, Tipton, Rosemark, and players as well in from all of those schools. We'll have our big trivia challenge, and uh, hopefully we'll have you in studio. Will you be able to make it? Yeah, Adam is in charge of catering this year. What, yes. what, what have we got, what have we got yes. this year, Adam? Yeah, we got
6: um it's gonna be i'll keep it a secret until we'll post it on the facebook it's a surprise
5: <laughs> yes there I is gonna give there will a, be i was gonna give them a free plug now right. to help oh well yeah know, we so. can do that
6: yeah we're gonna have uh we're gonna have chick-fil-a on this year so yeah yeah we will have them in here so
5: <laughs> all right well, uh Jeff, we are doing our high school football predictions tonight and uh I will just go in whatever order the sheets are on my uh in, in my stack here and going to start with Brighton first off. Now, I assume you've put in a lot of hard work this week thinking about your predictions and you've I, I hope that you haven't taken into account any negative feedback that you have gotten in the past from fan bases of different schools, and and also recently, fan bases from different school from a certain school uh, have really been on your case about your reporting uh, outside of outside of football. Oh right well hey, you said also, you said the Mumford Band uh was mad at you because you pointed out that uh criminal was uh was used to be a member
6: hey chad also i'm getting
5: uh, yeah you know, the, the Mumford Band goes 10-0 every year boba i'm I'm I a... guarantee you that. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, they're, you know, no, and that's, I mean, I'm being for real on that. They're about to go to the Tournament of Roses Parade. I mean, they, and they've already been to Macy's Parade. This, they're the most outstanding story probably in West Tennessee that doesn't get talked about a ton is how this band from this little town here in Tennessee that we all know, but outside of West Tennessee, who knows where Munford is, and yet the band is doing all these amazing things. It really is cool. Uh, Adam, you got yeah. Uh, yeah.
6: And i'm getting i'm getting comments saying that they can't hear jeff so i don't know what jeff. that
5: i don't know if that's
6: no, no i think it's oh something hold on i think on i can end. fix
5: that give me two seconds
6: i think it's something on our board or something that's not feeding it oh it's not poor. a little delay with some of it there so i'm thinking that's what's Speak, going jeff. on how about now Can you hear? Us? i'll
11: take you speaker
6: speakerphone so this time no better. no you're fine i think fine. it was on it's, it's nothing I'm, on, your actually yeah. positive now, it on yeah. i actually you better know i know like, that
5: they can hear you now because yeah. I, I know what the problem was and i've, yeah. I've, I've, I've since fixed it so, and all my
6: people out there uh commenting if you if you can hear jeff let us know
5: yeah make sure you let us know uh, that uh you can hear him now and so, what do you got, Adam? Anybody coming back? Not say, yet, no. no? Okay. <laughs> but well, sometimes it delayed because of all it. the stuff so, coming through. So. Uh, now, we'll start, Jeff, with our predictions. We will start with Brighton High School. That's at the top of my stack. I can only imagine why. And uh, they play Houston in the first game, Jeff, and they have to go to Houston. Where, who, where do you have them on that one?
11: It seems like an L, you know. I mean, I'd, it just seems like an L. I mean, you know, last year they went to the state semifinals and they lost to them at home. So, And Brighton lost a ton of talent. So, I mean, just on paper, that looks like an L. I mean,
12: yeah.
11: who knows. But and, like an I don't have a report on Houston, but, you know, that looks like an L.
5: Adam, what do you have for that Houston yeah, game? Yeah, unfortunately, Houston? if, if they had been at Brighton,
6: I might be leaning a little more the other way. But, I mean, they, it was a shutout last year. And now they got to go down there, and Houston's supposed to be pretty tough this year, from what all stats I'm seeing. So I, I think it'll be a better game, but I still think, yeah, unfortunately, I had to give them the loss there.
5: I'm, I'm with you guys. We're three for three here. I've got it as a loss. It's at Houston, and uh, I've got it's a tough game, man, and it's definitely tough to go to Houston and play. And so I've got the Cardinals starting out 0 and one. Uh, just like the rest of you, then they have Dyersburg. They get Dyersburg at home. That'll be the following week. And where do you have that one, Jeff?
11: Uh, that's probably another L. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I will preface this by saying that you know, Brighton has a bunch of young players, especially on defense. I mean, like their whole defensive line from last year is in college now. And I think it's going to take them some time to figure it out, like it did last year. So, I mean, I just, I don't see them beating Dyersburg.
5: I uh, actually – it's funny. Oh, well, I'll let Adam do his first. I'm, I'm going What's out of that, order here. Go ahead, Adam.
6: Uh, I actually um, – because it, it was a 37-26 loss last year, but they've got him at home this time. And on paper, I, I don't, it doesn't look good. But I'm going to go with – this is where their season changes. I think they surprise Dyersburg and end up narrowly defeating them at home because they're only – because I think because of home field advantage, I think they, they pull it out and uh, – Like maybe like a last minute touchdown type situation. I
5: originally, I originally, when I first marked this down, I had it as an L, and I mean, I'll go on and say I actually had uh, Brighton starting the season one and three, and then I don't know if it's the Dyersburg game. I got to looking at it; it's at home. Um, like, Adam, last year, you know, was in a reasonable distance, and uh, and they get this one at home. And I started thinking, well, we have seen Brighton's quarterback, so it's not a totally uh, unfamiliar situation uh, with them. And I, uh, I, I think also I'm maybe a little afraid that even though I'm an adult who's almost 40 years old, that Coach Jacobs could still give me licks. And I'm, so I'm a little, I'm a little afraid maybe of Coach Jacobs from when he comes in here next week. So I changed my L to a W, and I have him with the W over Diersburg now.
11: <laughs> Just so you know, man, actually, coaches love it when you say they're going to lose. Uh, they actually like you more when you say they're going to lose.
5: <laughs> well, uh, I changed the L to a W. But I originally had it as an L, and I, I, this is the only game I changed in my predictions for Brighton. Uh, I originally had this one as an L. I changed it to a W. Uh, they got Bolton the next week. Uh, Jeff, where you at on Bolton?
11: Uh, that's a W, no doubt. Bolton, yeah.
5: wait a minute. Do you got Bolton listeners out there? Uh, we yeah, probably do.
6: Yeah, we
13: yeah.
11: do. Yeah. Okay, then let me uh, – Bolton <laughs> is a young team building toward the future. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Brighton will win that game for sure
5: uh yeah i've got uh, adam's got that as a yeah, w yeah. and i got that as a w as well uh and uh then of course they've got covington the next week they'll they get covington at home too but i'm sorry man covington returns almost everybody and it, it's I, and now I, here i am about to give my prediction again before i've gone to everybody else i'm sorry i'm doing these Jeff, things out of order Jeff, you can Jeff, go ahead. you go first what do you think Covington
11: yeah I, I think that's a Covington win there so that's an L for Brighton
6: yeah and I, I don't I'm I'm with you I think just because like you said on paper Brighton lost too much Covington's still got everything coming back you know and it's and last year I think it'll be similar to last year
5: yeah okay so I've got Covington as a, I've already said I, I've got it as an L too uh Covington man they've got everything and uh they just they 're just really strong, and i don't think uh, Brighton will be able to overcome them, not to say it wouldn't be a decent game, but I think because I do think that the depth of the talent pool at Brighton is probably a little deeper than it is at Covington, but as far as having played together and being ready, and the fact that Brighton may be coming in at one and Two at this, I mean at uh, one and two at this point, uh, or uh, two and one, but with a humbling loss to Houston, uh, it's yeah. I just have it as an L for Brighton there. Uh, I do, however, I think they could be one and three at this point or two and two at this point. I've got them at two and two on my predictions, but I think it's possible they could be one and three at this point, and a lot of people starting to count Brighton out. I do, however, think that the next week at Kirby that's when it starts to turn around for brighton i've got it as a w what do you say jeff
11: yeah i think i think brighton will win that game for sure that's
5: a, that's
6: a w for brighton adam yeah yeah i think so too i don't think that'll be a problem they should be able to handle that pretty good
5: so. next week is overton jeff i'll give that a W for brighton adam yeah i think that's a- Chad says that. W, and that's why I say I think this is a point where Brighton starts to turn it around. They got Kingsbury next. I give that a W as well.
6: What about you, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, I
11: think that's a no-doubt no W for Brighton.
5: Yeah,
6: I think so, too. I think there's a three-game stretch there of home games that they're going to handle their business there and, and really go so, on. So, and
5: now straight. they're 5-2 and two or 4-3 and three suddenly instead of looking – uh, instead of looking like things are going downhill, now things are starting to head uphill for Brighton. I think by the time we get to October, now we're uh, they have more wins than losses. Things are going up. They're on a three-game win streak. They go to Ridgeway. I've got it as a W for Brighton, Jeff. What do you think?
11: Mm, uh that's a tough one. I'll give him a W on that.
5: All right, Adam, are you writing down Jeff's picks? Uh-huh cuz he's <laughs> got to make sure he's uh holding time yeah I him, yeah. him yeah. two, right Yeah I will have to write him down I I can remember him back Okay but. All right and uh then Southwind uh comes to uh no they go to Southwind as well uh Jeff I've got it as a uh I've got it as a win for Brighton too I think they've got momentum at this point Yeah
11: I think I'll go with Brighton then too I think at that point they'll be figuring some things out so yeah I'll go with Brighton
6: there See, yeah, I'm not sure I agree with that one. I think they got momentum in the last one. I think it helps them, but I think the Southwind's looking pretty stout coming in, and they beat them. You know, they handled them pretty roughly in the uh, playoff. So I'm, I'm not sure, but hopefully they can event they can use that as uh, fuel to avenge that loss. But I feel like that might be where it kind of they might trip up. I think it, I'm a I'm fifty fifty on it. Like I don't feel strongly that they'll, but it just the the way Southwind's looking. I'm not so sure and with Brighton having lost what they did on paper. I'm kind of iffy about that game, but I'm, a, I'm going with an L on that one.
5: Last game of the year for Brighton will be Munford cross-region, cross-county rival October 26th. It will be at Munford. I've got it as a W. I've got Brighton riding a six-game win streak into the playoffs and finishing at 8-2 and two with a win over Munford.
11: Yes. Wow, eight and two. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so let me just say these predictions are just, you know, pretty much journalism. journalists talking either, you know what, but you know, I'll go with I'll go with my front on this. they kind of do. They kinda of do. So I'll go with my front on that one. So that'd be a loss for Brighton. Okay.
6: So that, that would
5: put him at seven and three. No, I think Jeff Jeff has him at six and four.
11: That's what oh, I yeah. wanted. That's what I thought they would be. I thought that's six right. and four or five and five is where I
6: see Brighton been. Yeah, that's what it was. I was <laughs> yeah, six and four. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking back which one you'd said. I was trying yeah. to make sure.
5: I had mine Adam, with yours. I wrote mine. Your final prediction.
6: I, th- I think they take care of Monfort. I think they, they bounce back from the Southwind loss, and I think they, they end up winning that game. But I've got them. I actually agree with Jeff. I got them six and four. Different game losses, but I, st- I also have them at six and four. But mine, I got some different wins and losses than he does. But I'm kind of in the same ballpark.
5: Uh, How did you – I thought I've got you at seven and three with the predictions you've thrown out there. Or did you – are you the one that – you gave him Ridgeway as a loss? Yeah. And Jeff – No, no. Oh, you gave him Southwind Southwind as a loss. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Okay. All right. Jeff's got him at six and four. Adam's got him at six and four. I've got him at eight and two. I think seven and three is possible. Yeah, uh, because I I, the Dyersburg game, I think I've got as a toss-up, but uh, I, I, I've got them at eight and two. My alma mater, Brighton High School. Like I said, now part of it might be because we all have to face these coaches next week. But Jeff says they like <laughs> it when you say they're going to lose. So
11: they do definitely. They don't want you predicting they're going to win a state title or coaches well, love to, you know more material. So-and-so said, you aren't going to do anything. They
5: love that stuff. That's, that's what they enjoy. The next team might really not like me then because uh, I've got them winning a lot of games. We'll go to Covington yeah. now. Covington faces Munford first game of the year. Covington gets that game at home. It should be a close game. It, it has been for the last I don't know how many years. It's come down to one score for, gosh, I couldn't tell you how many years. And – uh I've got Covington winning this one against Munford on, uh home field advantage and uh and honestly Munford lost a lot Covington lost almost nothing and uh so I've got uh I've got Covington winning this one over Munford Jeff what do you think
11: Yeah I like Covington in that one
5: Adam Yeah I'm, I I got Covington on that one too All right no uh, all right. And uh that was not a lot of discussion. No. But that's okay. We're we're we're, we're closed <laughs> on time, so we're all right. Uh first assembly Christian next no doubt W for Covington, Jeff.
11: Yeah, I like Covington
5: in that one. Adam. Yeah, I got them.
11: I think they'll
6: get that. I think Covington wins this game
5: too. McNary Central, another win for Covington, another no-brainer there in my opinion, Jeff. Yeah, Covington. Adam. Yeah,
6: oh yeah. I'm going with Covington there too. Unless they've got something we don't know about,
5: <laughs> we've uh, all called this next game as a win for Covington. It's at Brighton, September seventh. We all already said that we think that's a win for Covington as well. So we've got Covington at four and zero at this point. The next game after Brighton is Milan. They get Milan at home this year. Last year Milan was an overtime game, and uh, they. Why well, actually the regular season game was it the regular season game or the playoff game that was an overtime game with Milan. Ooh, I think it was a regular season game. Yeah. I believe it was the regular season game that was an overtime game. And so uh they got Milan at home. I actually have this one as a loss for Covington. What do you think, Jeff? Yep,
11: I agree. I think I think that
5: might be the game they slip up and lose one. Adam? I agree. I think I think Milan just,
6: you know it may be too much. Unless they've lost more than we think they have, I, I just I don't see it. I think it'll be a close game though. I still do think it's gonna be a good game. And it could oh, I think I'm kind be I'm kinda fifty 50-50, but I feel like if they're gonna lose one in the first six, seven games, that's gonna be yeah it'll be mine. I
5: that's uh I've got it. I feel the same way. I, I think that uh at this point they slip up here, they lose, they're at four and one, they go to Martin Westview, uh, and I've got that one as a no brainer win, Jeff. Yeah,
11: Westview's not too strong. That's a that's a W for Covington. <laughs> Adam.
6: Yeah,
5: I got I got
6: Covington on that one, too.
5: Ripley, another win. They're not strong <laughs> at all either. Uh, Jeff, what do you think? Yeah, that's Covington. Yep.
6: Adam?
5: Yeah, Covington. South Gibson. They get South Gibson at home this year. South Gibson, that's a region game for Covington. I've got it as a W for Covington. What do you think, Jeff?
11: I'm going to say that's a loss for Covington. I know they got some people coming back, and they're sort of a team on the rise, so I'm going to – I'm going to say they slip
5: up again and drop another one. All right. Jeff's got it as a loss. I've got it as a win. What do you think, Adam? I think
6: they barely get by South Gibson, only because it's at home. I think it's close, like the Milan game, but I think this one they – outside of some injuries or something like that for key players, I, I think they just – they slip out of that maybe an overtime win on that one.
5: All right, and – uh then, Crockett County is up next. I've got that one as a win as well for Covington. What do you think, Jeff?
6: Yeah, that's a win for Covington Adam see, I've got it as a loss. I think after last year, I don't know unless Crockett County's lost more than I thought they did they They handled themselves pretty good last year, so I feel like Crockett County's going to sneak up on them. I think they win the South Gibson game. they come back and end up because they've got to go to Crockett County. I feel
5: like J.R. Kirby has the book on Crockett County. And right. with him on staff uh, and Marty Wheeler, I just don't think Crockett County stands a chance in this game. I got it as a W. Bolivar Central is where they finish the season. That's at Covington as well. And uh, I've got that one as an easy win for Covington. Jeff? Yeah, that's
11: a win for
5: Covington. And Adam? I got it. Well, yeah. I think All I right, So, I have uh I have Covington 9 and 1 for the regular season with the only loss coming to Milan. Jeff has them at 8 and 2 with losses to Milan and South Gibson, and Adam has them at 7 and 3, is that right? No, 8 and 2. 8 and 2. Yeah, Adam I got has Mylon Crockett. 8 and 2. So, I got them at 9 and 1 and like I said, they if they don't like you predicting them to go to state championships, then they won't like <laughs> me because, honestly, I think that Covington will return to at least the semifinals. I really think they could go back to the state championship and face the oh, same so, team too. again. I mean, that team was a team full of juniors too, so I, I, I just think I really have Covington going very deep in the playoffs once again this year, and maybe, maybe, doing it all and bringing it home this time uh and I, I really think that i mean they're such a strong team this year moving on down the road headed to munford jeff munford for the first game has covington we've all already called that one and we've all said that we believe that one is a loss uh then they take on millington millington has not been good in the last few years at the end of last year i'll say this at the end of last year Millington really showed some promise, though. They will be stronger this year. Mark my words, they'll be stronger. Tommy Clifton went from an awkward quarterback who was asked to start with a not very good team to really having it under control by the end of the season. And now with that year under his belt, I think we'll see him get better. So Millington will be better this year. I don't think they're good enough to beat Munford, though, so I have it as a win for Munford over Millington. Jeff, what do you think?
11: Yeah, I'll go with Munford
5: there. And Adam.
6: Ah, me too. I go with a win.
5: Win for Munford. All right. And then Munford goes to Overton. I've got that one as a win for the Cougars as well. Jeff? Yep, yeah, that's Munford. And Adam. Yeah, I go Munford. i think All they win right. that game. And first assembly, Christian, not a very good football team. That's a win for Munford in my book. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, Munford. And Adam. Yeah, I give them a win
6: there, too. I think they go on a little stretch here.
5: And Bolton, I think we all will have that as a W as well, Jeff.
11: Yep, that's a W for Munford.
5: Adam. Yeah. All right, and then the Cougars. Ridgway comes and visits the Cougars. This is a little bit tougher game. Uh, I... What do you have this as, Jeff? I've got it as a win <laughs> for Munford. Where do you have it?
11: Yeah, I'm going to give my L on that one.
5: Jeff gives him an L. Adam. What do you think? I give, them the, I give them the L on that one. I, All think, right, they're gonna yeah. lose. I think they lose that Well, team. I think the difference is, and I, I can see a pattern now uh, between uh, looking at Brighton and now Munford. You guys think Ridgeway is a lot better than I think Ridgeway is. Because I don't think Ridgeway will be that great. I think they underperformed what people thought they would last year and uh, I, I just don't think Ridgway is that great. You guys clearly think they're better, so we'll see how it comes out in the wash. But I think that's the difference in a lot of this is you guys think that uh, Ridgway is better than I think they are, and maybe you know something that uh, I don't, or maybe I know something you don't. Who knows? <laughs> the next game, Southwind will be uh, at Munford as well, so they get a tough game at home, Southwind. I've got it as a loss for them, though. What do you think, Jeff? I'm going to give them that win. I think they'll pull that one out. Jeff gives them the win. Adam, I give Southwind gives them can, a loss. Even at home.
6: Now, home makes me a little bit wee, but I, I'm still, I just don't, I don't know. Southwind's just going to be strong. Now, unless Southwind falls apart, I could be lucky because I've got them, you know, winning a couple games. So, they may end up proving me wrong and not just
5: completely. Mumford's got Kingsbury next, Jeff. Uh, I've got it as a win for Mumford. What do you think?
6: Yep,
5: I think Munford will get that one. And Adam? Yeah. I Kingsbury, think you saying. give him the win yeah. too. Kirby is after that. I got the win for Mumford. Jeff? Jeff, yep, I like Munford in that one. Yeah, and Adam? I'm going with Munford in that one. Also. All right, and then the last game of the year, we've already uh, discussed it, but now I can't remember what you said. You <laughs> gave the win to Munford over Brighton, right, Jeff? I
11: thought I gave it to Brighton. Hold I on, forgot. let's see.
0: 17.
5: Let me go back to my magic sheet here. Record. No, you gave the win to Munford. Would you like yeah, to I'm sorry. I you apologize? Like to, would, okay. Would you like to change or would you like to continue?
11: Nah, no way. I'm a man of my word.
5: All right. He <laughs> gives the win. Uh, I give it a loss to Munford. Uh, he gives it a win to Munford. What do you what what did you say, Adam? I don't have I yours give, written. Down. I give it a loss. I gave, I gave it to Brighton. Okay, and you gave it I to Brighton. Brighton. So I have them at seven and three. Jeff has them at eight and two.
11: Yeah. Eight and two, is that what they
5: came out to? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff has Munford yeah. at eight and two and Brighton at six and four. I Just have to
11: for... take
5: that back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go back and check and see what he did. <laughs> he... We'll post it on Facebook only for everybody losses? to see. He has, The only two losses you have are Covington and Ridgeway. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, because they play
6: Millington, Overton, yeah. FACS, Bolton.
11: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to take that back if if that's legally possible. I'll probably <laughs> drop whoever I thought they were going to be was a Ridgeway or Southwind. Who did I predict Southwind? You, I beat, you said they
5: would be Southwind. beat Southwind. You yeah. said so they beat
11: Southwind. Yeah, I don't right. I don't see Munford going eight and two. So I think with me on that so. one All right, so, but, yeah, so yeah, he's going to give him
5: another L, put him at seven and three. He's going to yeah, make him, him a loss to Southwind, and Adams yeah. got him at six and four. So Adam has steps backwards for Brighton and Munford. Uh, and you both have Covington at eight and two and I have Covington at nine and one. Uh, and I have, so I'm significantly more optimistic over the course of the season. I got Brighton at eight and two Covington at nine and one and Munford at seven and three. And, uh, you've got Jeff has Munford at seven and three. He has Brighton at six and four and he has Covington at eight and two and, uh, Adam has Brighton and Munford at 6-4 and and Covington at 8-2. and So those are our predictions. We'll make sure that we post, by the way, all of these uh, on our uh, Facebook page and all of that. We'll post our predictions just like we did last year so you can hold us all accountable or tell us all how crazy we are. We will let you. But now we move on to the outlier, the private school in town, Tipton-Rosemark Academy. Tipton-Rosemark had a good year last year. And uh, looking to improve on that this year.
6: Got a lot coming back.
5: They take on Gibson County in the first game of the year. They won last year. I don't see why they can't win again this year, Jeff.
11: I'm going to go with the Gibson
5: County
6: on that one. Uh-oh. So he's
5: going to give the big L to Tipton-Rosemark. What do you think, Adam?
6: Uh, no, I'm giving it to Tipton-Rosemark. I think they win this game. I think they, they're about even with last year's, and I think they,
5: it'd be a good game,
6: but I think they pull it off.
5: Next game up, Jeff is Davidson Academy. They have to travel to Nashville to play Davidson Academy. I've got it as an L for Tipton Rosemark. It's just a matter of talent pool. It's it's uh, Tipton Rosemark is a tiny school compared to the Davidson Academy, and uh, yeah. the money wise and personnel wise, everything. So I give it an L. What do you think?
11: Yeah, I think they're going to drop that one.
5: And Adam. I do, too. Yeah, unfortunately. I think they,
6: last year was kind of ugly.
5: So <laughs> The next game, Rossville Christian Academy. I've got it as a W for the Tipton-Rosemark boys. What do you think, Jeff?
11: Where is that game being played? It's at, Ross-
5: it's at Rossville. It's going to be at
6: Rossville. Okay. Yeah, I think Rosemark will win that one.
5: Adam, what do you think? I think
6: Rosemark gets that one, yeah.
5: All right, so uh, that is... Rossville, where are we at next? Uh the oh by the way, the touchdowns, it's it's touchdowns for cancer or something. Those games for all the teams are in the month of September. So all of the month of September games that they play are that are the part of that touchdown for Cancer uh uh fundraising right. deal. And uh I, I wish I had more information on that in front of me. I don't. The next one for uh Rosemark is at Greenfield I hate to say it, but I got to give a loss to that one to Tipton Rosemark at Greenfield. Jeff, what do you think?
11: Oh, you know, I've scouted Greenfield extensively, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is, Rosemark's a tough one because I don't know much about these teams. <laughs> do you know if they were to lost that game last year? No,
6: Greenfield lost 37 to nothing to Tipton Rosemark. So that'll, get, that'll give you a little. <laughs>
5: Yeah, I think I'll go with Rosemark on that. (laughs) Rosemark
6: destroyed them last year. Well,
5: wait a minute. I I was thinking of a different team then. I have to change mine to a W (laughs) for Rosemark, too, (laughs) because I was thinking of a team that they lost to last year. And so I was assuming that that was uh, – I was thinking of a different game. So I'm going to yeah. change my L to a W there. I, get, I give Rosemark the W. That was on that one of their
6: minutes, couple of shutouts they had there. Yeah,
5: I, I didn't I, – I was thinking about a different game. I was thinking of, I was thinking they had lost to Greenfield by quite a bit, but apparently I was thinking of a different one. Yeah. Zion Christian – maybe this is what I was thinking of. Zion Christian Academy, what did they do last year no, against they, Zion? They waxed
6: them too, 63 to 63-20. to
5: all right. So. Well, there's no reason to think it'll be any different. I'll give him the W. What do you think, Adam? I, yeah, I'm giving the on that one. Yeah, but I think they win that one.
11: All
5: right. Memphis Academy of Science and Engineering is up next. I give him a W on that one because that team was not very good. What do you think, Jeff?
11: Yeah, I'll give
6: Rosemark the W on that one, Adam. Yeah, yeah, definitely the win
5: on that. All right. One Clarksville Academy in Clarksville. I think this is the game I was thinking of. What was that? What no, was that they game? W-
6: they waxed them too. 68 29. <laughs> okay. hey, Sixty-eight
5: twenty-nine. Okay, I hey, can't. I can't do anything but give Rosemark the win on that one. What do you think, Jeff? Yep, I think I'm going to go with the Rebels on that one
6: too. Just too big of a gap on some of these games to yeah. think that the talent level had fallen off. You know, the other teams might get a little better, but I don't know if they're going to be able to close that gap. The that next well.
5: one is Fayette Academy. It's at Tipton Rosemark. I'm going to give Rosemark the win on that one. That's a big rivalry game, and I'm going to give Rosemark the win there. What do you think, Jeff?
11: There god, I can't speak intelligently on
6: these games. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a
5: little uh, back yeah. story on that one. They lost that game last
6: year, 57-37, to, to Fayette okay. Academy, and they're playing at Fayette Academy this year. Yeah.
11: All right. Well, I'll, I'll give them the L on that one.
5: No, they're playing at Rosemark I'm this I'm sorry.
6: I'm sorry. I'm wrong on They yeah. went to Fayette I, Academy yeah, last year. I was looking at the wrong stat. I see. <laughs> but,
5: yeah. they. they to they, be they... honest with you, it was a shootout for most of right. the game. They it didn't pull away. Game, so, I, I think, yeah, I, I – I, I'm giving it to Tipton Rosemark. What would you say, Adam?
6: No, I'm giving it to Fayette.
5: And you're giving and so it to who, Janet. Jeff? I'll give it to Fayette. You'll give it to Fayette. All right. And Should Jackson game, Christian uh, is next up for Rosemark. I've got that as an L for Rosemark. What do you say, Jeff?
6: You want some information on it, Jeff? Please. <laughs> Rosemark won that game 45-6. to last year
7: wow, really yes. <laughs> and, they, and that was
6: at jackson that they did that yeah they had some beat downs last year they threw some beat whoopings between uh uh with the running backs and the way they were run. they were they, those were games where they just you know our players a week mr mr roan and those guys actually i'll tell you what i'm gonna do is
5: <laughs> i'm going back to my greenfield game i'm putting my right. i'm putting my l back at greenville and then I'm giving a W at Jackson Christian. I th- no, I'm not. I'm giving a W. <laughs> See, I'm changing on the air right here. <laughs> right. I'm 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 going. I'm doing what I said. But
6: Jeff, you're giving him the win on that one. Jackson, Jackson Christian, Christian, I'm
5: yeah. giving him an L. Jeff's giving him a okay. W. I'm giving him an L there. I'm giving him the W back to Greenfield. Change. So, uh, uh, all right. And then the last game of the year, Jeff uh, Nash. Oh, I'm sorry, Adam. I didn't get yours. Jackson Christian. Oh, I giving
6: them the. The win
5: okay and then uh jeff last game of the year will be nashville christian for them i think that's an l uh for tipton All Nashville
6: christian
11: beat rosemark pretty soundly last year is that right adam? yes
5: sir that is correct
6: they lost 61 to yeah, no. 23 in that game so yeah i think i'll have to give rosemark an l
5: there all right adam what do you think yeah
6: i'm giving them a loss unfortunately
5: all right jeff's got him at six and four i got him at seven and three adam's seven got him at seven and three uh So, or wait, do you have at seven and three? I do. Mm -hmm. Okay, I I thought you might have had eight and two there, but uh, all right. So uh, I've got Tipton Rosemar 7 and three. Jeff's got him at six and four. And honestly, I feel more like Jeff's is probably more correct. I just feel like some of the games are different. And uh, they went
6: seven and four last year.
5: I honestly think that was almost the same. um, There's another loss in there somewhere that I'm somehow looking over, but. But, I mean, I think that Rosemark still does great, and they make the playoffs and get a playoff win because uh, things are lined up better for private schools now than they have been in the past. And uh, we talked about this a lot last year, but with the realignment of the way the private schools are district or what do you call it, divided, I think it's a much better situation for them. Uh, and right. so it's very favorable for Rosemark to do some great things this year, I think. And, uh, it is. And I
11: mean, it was the same way last year. I mean, they're before last year, they were grouped in with, like, USJ and St. George's, which is kind of unfair. So you're right. It's a more level playing ground now. But, you know, last year they got beat in the playoffs too, so I don't know. It's, 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 it's kind of hard to say because who knows what's going on in these private schools in Middle Tennessee, you know.
6: Right. If you oh, yeah, yeah if you move yeah, the two yeah. Nashville, well, actually, I don't know Clarksville would kind of be close enough, but you move the Nashville teams from their schedule plus the playoffs, they they've only had they only had two losses total. So, you know, it's kind of, it seems like that seems to be their Achilles heel, <laughs> is the Nashville area teams. And it's anything kind of within this West Tennessee, they seem to handle themselves pretty well. It's when they get up there around those yeah. larger private. I bet. It, I
11: bet if you could give like a, one of our coaches a some truth serum. They can predict the record almost 100 percent right. 100% right. <laughs> right.
12: <laughs>
11: <laughs> they know, they know. I mean, you know, upsets notwithstanding, right. they know what's what. What the deal is, um, yeah. You know, but it is just fun to it's fun to pick
6: though. Oh yeah, definitely. So you, we'll go back. You got so you got two of the teams going six and four, two going eight and two. So, uh, Covington, right. Mufford eight and two, and then Brighton and tipton rose market six and four yeah. so we'll make sure to- there's
11: just no time i mean brighton and munford have a bunch of huge question marks basically i'm just leaning on the idea that both of them the coaches know what they're doing and can develop players but i mean both of those teams have a lot of really big question marks going in i mean a lot of new players and well you know either, either history as your guy they're going to figure it out which i think they probably will but you know, on paper, I don't know. You could argue that most of them are going to have losing records this year, really. You
5: know, so we'll, we'll see. I just don't think – and I'll, I'll push back just a little bit on that, on Brighton. And I, we're running out of time, so I can't push back too hard. But uh, I think on Brighton and, and – and Maybe there's some bias involved here, but I think as far as Brighton is concerned, there is a little... Oh, there we go. I was wondering why the music wasn't playing. Mm -hmm. I think that because the most important position has game experience, and they had depth in the backfield last year, so it's not like, even though they're losing starters, it's not like they're losing a ton of depth in the run game. And so I, I mean, I just think that the quarterback's not quite as dynamic as uh, as Malik Jackson was. No, not quite as probably he's probably not even close as far as able to run the ball. but I don't think I don't see him taking a huge step back. I think it looks ugly, no. ugly early, and then they finish out the season strong.
7: Yeah, the quarterback
11: is good. I'm just worried about their defense. Their defense, to be honest, was not very good last year, and they lost like everybody. So I'm worried how Brighton's going
5: to spot anybody this year. Right. Maybe
6: they'll be better. Maybe there'll be some young towns that we don't know about that are going to they're going to rise up. All right.
5: Thanks for joining us, Jeff. We'll see you in studio next week for the high school football preview. All
11: right, guys. See you. you, Thanks.
5: All right. When we come back, uh, Urban Meyer has gotten himself into a (laughs) pickle at uh, Ohio State. We'll talk about that. Right now, it's the top of the hour. And we'll give you your halftime score update after the news on U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM and the U.S. 51 Country mobile app.
10: Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Mostly cloudy skies for tonight. Look for some showers and a few thunderstorms. 75 the low. Wednesday and Thursday, still mostly cloudy skies both days with scattered showers and thunderstorms. High temperatures running in the mid to upper 80s and overnight lows in the mid 70s.
14: I'm Tim Simpson from
10: News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center.
14: Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home has proudly served families from Tipton and its surrounding counties in their times of need for generations. In fact, Houston Moss is their third generation funeral director. Like his uncle and grandfather before him, Houston will explain all the different options available to your family. Whether you're planning an unexpected funeral or pre-planning your own, trust Mailey Yarbrough Funeral Home to make the process as easy as possible.
4: Today, President Trump took to Twitter to tout his sanctions that he slapped on Iran at midnight, calling them the most biting sanctions ever imposed. The president also called on other nations to join in the economic pressure, and U.S. National Security Advisor John Bolton says it's
7: not a good idea to do business with Iran. Business people know they want to do business with the United States, and if it's a choice between us or Iran, that's a pretty easy choice for them. That's pressure their own governments in Europe are now beginning to
4: feel at any of the federalized U.S. airports after reports surfaced last week that a proposal was under consideration to do so. Now, a TSA spokesman did say, though, that the TSA is hoping to implement new technology which will help speed up the process of going through security at airports. Your final numbers on Wall Street today, the Dow Jones Industrial was up 127 points. This is USA Radio News.
2: Balance of nature's fruits and veggies in a capsule.
1: I went to have my blood test done a few weeks ago, and I met the doctor, and he was really encouraged by my progress, and I showed him what I was taking, and he started looking at all the ingredients, and he said, I'm really impressed with a shiitake mushroom, <laughs> and he said, this stuff, it could clean out your arteries, and I'm like, oh, wow, he said, you may be onto something here. And he said, you just keep that up, and maybe you can start cutting back on your medication. And he says, you're you're helping your health by doing that. And I'm like, whoa, endorsement by the doctor.
2: (laughs) When you call, use discount code USA. And we'll take 35% off your first month's order and ship it to you free. Call 800-246-8751. That's 1-800-246-8751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA.
4: Older Americans are increasingly turning to bankruptcy. USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes takes a closer
3: look. Reduced income, increased health care costs, and a lack of savings. All of the issues combined are fueling the increase in bankruptcy filings by older Americans. That's according to new research from the Consumer Bankruptcy Project, showing that those over 65 are filing for bankruptcy at a rate three times more than 30 years ago, and those nearing retirement age are also filing for bankruptcy in much larger numbers.
4: Chicago Police Superintendent Eddie Johnson is sticking by Mayor Rahm Emanuel in Chicago to deliver a message to the residents of the city. Basically, he's saying, step up. Everyone needs to step up and protect our city. Meanwhile, former NYPD Police Commissioner Ray Kelly shares how he believes guns are ending up in Chicago.
8: Indiana for Chicago is a big, uh, big problem. But guns here in in New York, 90% of the guns confiscated here come from out of state.
4: You're listening to USA Radio News.
2: From Henning to Halls, it's U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM, WKBQ. (laughs) Covington.
7: It's time for you to get geared up for the hunting season and the best place to do that (laughs) is at the Mid-South Hunting and Fishing Extravaganza August 10th through the 12th at the Agri-Center. Massive blowout deals with all the top brands. Camo, duck boats, outfitters, game calls, tackle. Book your next hunting adventure and come see a huge lineup of campers and RVs. Enter the Big Buck Contest hosted by the UT Martin Wildlife Society. Kids come fish in the live trout pond. Enter the Duck calling competition sponsored by banyan waterfowl taxidermy competition hosted by shelby forest taxidermy register to win a three-day hunting trip from trophy club outfitters it's the mid-south hunting and fishing extravaganza august 10th through the 12th at the agri center memphis so make the best of your hunting season by heading to the mid-south hunting and fishing extravaganza august 10th through the 12th at the agri center for more info visit memphishuntshow.com see you at the
13: agri center
5: U.S. 51 Country 93.5 FM, the U.S. 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live, U.S. 51Country.com, all the other places that you can hear us. It's Adam and Chad. Halftime means it's time for the halftime score update. Major League Baseball got games going on. Blue Jays lead the Red Sox 2-1, middle of the fourth. Nationals lead the Braves 1-0, top of the fourth. Twins and Indians tied at zero because it's delayed. They haven't started yet. Nationals defeated the Braves 8-3. Astros beat the Giants 2-1. Yankees and White Sox and Cubs and Royals uh, still have yet to, uh, uh, to. I was going to say tip off, but that's not what you say for baseball. They have not taken the field yet. That's what you say. In soccer in the Champions Cup, Chelsea and Lyon tied at zero, and they, in penalties, 5-4 right now it is not oh oh, it is over now five to four Chelsea wins on penalties Real Madrid is uh, still yet to play all right when we come back in just a moment Urban Meyer is in the news let you know more about that
13: Tipton County and the surrounding areas have put their trust in Walls, Paint and Body for 32 years now. Walls takes that seriously and strives for customer satisfaction every time. Walls can do repairs on all domestic and import vehicles, including paintless dent repair. Walls can also work with your insurance company to make sure the claims process stays as easy as possible for you. So when you're making that claim, tell them you want the body shop you trust Walls Paint and Body in Covington
2: 901-476-6366. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 935 FM.
7: Some people are dumb.
5: <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> All right, welcome back, Adam and Chad. U.S. 51 Country 93.5 FM. Facebook Live where you can comment. Tell us what you think about our high school predictions. Some of you have already. Got one comment that said, come on Cardinals, show up the critics or something to that effect. I guess we're the critics. <laughs> just uh, just for the record, I got them at 8-2. Uh, and I had them at seven and three, and I, I feel uh, as comfortable with either one. Uh, I've got them at eight and two. I think they could go seven and three, and I think it could look bleak early. And you hear a lot of this a lot. Where's my camera? There. A lot of that. <laughs> a lot of chatter. And uh, I think that a lot of people talking and just talking, oh my gosh one and three oh goodness because i think it could go that now i've got them going two and four to start but i think it, i mean i've got them going two and two rather to start i think it could go one and three i think a lot of people are talking oh blah, 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 blah. they finish strong i'm telling you they finish strong they still end up in the playoffs and uh they still do pretty well when it's all said and done it's just a tough go early for the cardinals uh and you know it takes a little while to get a new team together but i think they're calling you the critic adam <laughs> you're the critics
6: yeah i was a little harder on them this year but but it's mainly just because of you know the losses at different positions and, and the schedule there's some of those teams I'll that have for stronger. You.
5: last year you predicted them uh when everybody else predicted them to go i think six and four yeah. or i so think I, I may have Jeff, had them seven and three and Jeff you had Aiden. them you you had them i think jeff had them at five and five and you had them uh you had them going nine and one i think, I think uh, yeah. and if i remember right they ended up going eight and two yeah so yeah. I, was uh, I was close that that was i mean you you predicted far better than anybody else did uh, on that and i know you're trying to look up our past predictions over there for yeah. the past high school. Facebook the Urban not, Meyer probably. story, if you haven't heard, a uh, quick recap on it, and I'm sure you've heard because it's been all over everything. Uh, Urban Meyer is in trouble because a member of his staff abused his wife. Now, what does that have to do with Urban Meyer? It's a little more complicated, but. There is a member of Urban Meyer's staff, Zach Smith. Apparently in 2009, he had an incident when he was coaching under Urban Meyer at the University of Florida. There was an incident in which uh, he abused his wife. He was arrested for that incident. I think charges were eventually dropped in that That case. That was actually
6: 2015.
5: No, no, I'm going back to the first incident. Oh, okay, I got you. 2009. Now, this was not known and not reported on at the time. He was a graduate assistant, and it was not reported on at the time. In 2009, though, uh, he was arrested for abuse of his wife. Now, in 2015, six years later, he's working for Urban Meyer at Ohio State. There is apparently an incident in 2015 that happened. Although I do, I don't believe he was arrested for that at the time. Yeah, or, I don't think he's ever later. been arrested
6: formally. Yeah, I don't. Um, think so.
5: And however, his ex wife uh, has been reporting uh, his abuse, uh, years and years of abuse, and she's reported pictures and uh, given to a uh, story was broken by I think Brett McMurphy, and uh, she's given pictures and things like that to show. Uh, injuries and stuff that she sustained at his hands allegedly. And uh she's come out and said that uh, you know, she would lean on she's come out and shown text message between her and a lot of the different coaches' wives, including uh Urban Meyer's wife Shelley, uh, in which Urban Meyer's wife said that she didn't think she was safe with the guy and uh but uh the woman, Courtney Smith, at the time I guess decided to stay. The point of all this being, uh, they called in Zach Smith off the road. The report broke that he had uh, beaten his wife uh, in 2015. Uh, She is his ex-wife now. They were already divorced. The report came out. Ohio State called him off the recruiting trail and fired him. And Urban Meyer was asked at Big Ten Media Days about this. So a reporter asked Urban Meyer at Big Ten Media Days, what about Zach Smith? and uh this incident and urban meyer basically said i knew about it in 2009 this 2015 thing i just got a text about last night and i don't know who would make up that kind of story so he basically insinuated in most people's mind that the story was made up uh for 2015 that he had never heard a word about 2015 this is basically what he said he, didn't, he wasn't that adamant, but nobody really pressed him that hard either on the topic at Big Ten Media Days. Of course, then it comes out that the ex-wife of the assistant had been texting back and forth with Urban Meyer's wife. So here we are today. Urban Meyer has been put on suspension while the university investigates what he did know and what he didn't know. Now, he's since come out and said, yes, he did know. He just wasn't comfortable commenting on it at the time. And uh, so he handled it poorly. This is what Urban Meyer has said. He's on suspension right now. He could very possibly be fired. He claims he has followed all protocol required by the university for reporting domestic violence, which I think is what's at the crux of this issue, is whether or not he properly reported it when he found out about it. And I think that's what's going to ultimately determine whether or not he gets fired, not whether or not he lied at Big Ten Media Days, that's a pretty much, we've right. already all figured out that he yeah. lied.
6: Yeah. Uh, lying to the media doesn't get you fired. But yeah,
5: that's so that, and that's the question. Does he get fired for lying after being uh, asked a question and lying about his knowledge? It, he lied to the media. He wasn't under oath. And so the question becomes uh, is that a fireable offense if he followed all reporting protocols for this? And there are reporting protocols if you think. A staff member is abusing their spouse they actually have it written in urban meyers contract and it says that the person doesn't even have to be arrested for this has to be an allegation to be basically guilty in the mind of the university so uh it is an urban meyers contract did he do right or wrong i know a lot of people have a lot of strong opinions on this so i want to start off with nobody is defending, I don't, not in my mind. I don't think anybody's defending this Zach Smith guy beating his wife if he beat his wife. Right.
6: I think people are, it's just, they're defending
5: Meyer's
6: knowledge more than anything, which today there was more that came out about, uh, from Courtney Smith, the, uh, Zach's, um, ex wife. Or, well, I guess they're still together. No, ex wife. Yeah, ex wife. Now they're saying that her lawyer is saying, or her attorney is saying that, um, that Ohio State never contacted her at all, which now this is where the story is twisted. Because, you know, we already knew that Urban claims he didn't know or he didn't handle properly. then they're coming to find out that Zach says that Urban did know. And Urban's finally meant to say, well, I knew, but I did tell everybody at Ohio State, you know, I went up the proper chain of command uh, and they have handled it. But we just didn't. Basically, it's him saying, hey, at media days, I just didn't want to say nothing about it, which it's fine. You know, they just fired him. He didn't want to talk about it. That's okay. Like you said, the media thing, he shouldn't be fired from lying to the media. He lied to him. Okay, so what? Big deal. But now the way it's twisting is, okay, if he did send it up the way of Ohio State's proper channels and he did what he was supposed to do according to his contract, it now the question goes to Ohio State. Okay, is he lying about that in Ohio State? didn't you know didn't know anything or is he telling the truth and ohio state dropped the ball and talking to her is like her attorneys are saying that she never spoke to the ohio state which if that's the case um urban Myers should be technically in the clear because he did what he was supposed to do according to his contract he did do it now if nobody did anything with it up at the ohio state like the president and all them up the chain of command that doesn't fall on urban for that because he did what he was supposed to do now, because he didn't go out in the media and blast it, I don't care about that. That yeah, if he did, he didn't. Whatever he told, he he followed protocol. Now, if Ohio State comes back and says no, Urban didn't tell us anything. Now you got to figure, out, okay, is, are they lying or not? You know, that's that's where like I don't, I mean, I'm not an Urban Meyer fan by any means, but him not knowing something, had he followed the proper protocols, then then I think they, he, you know, there's no reason to fire him because, it, but he's got to be able to show proof that yes, he did in fact contact the president or whoever it is that he's got to do it on say. now had he had he didn't do that then he violated contract from the contract perspective technically he should be let go just for violation contract not because of the the stuff with this domestic violence that's a whole private matter that's something you know for them to handle in the court but at the same time if he knew about all this all this time and he didn't do anything and he did keep it secret now shame on him for not following the because i mean he should have followed his contract just because of the heinousness of what happened and we seen I've seen the pictures i mean he he beat the snot out of her pretty good in those pictures gordon i mean now whether she people now say oh, she might it. be lying right and i think and it's she could, be, lying. To I mean, say could that. be she could have fell hurt herself i mean yeah cuz i don't automatically go oh look at those pictures now if he did do that to her then yeah under the jail, that yeah, he's, yeah. he deserves the worst, whatever the maximum punishment is because he, those honestly, are pretty rough looking pictures.
5: Because he has an arrest record from 2009, right. where we know it's he it, was it, arrested not for, well for spousal he. abuse for right. abusing her. I don't. I think they were boyfriend and girlfriend at the time, but he right. abused her in 2009, and uh, so we know he had a history. Now this is six years later, this other allegation, but it's hard to take his side or believe what he's saying. I just want to say that he is denying it, so. We get to such a uh, court of public opinion thing these days that we're ready to... And, and honestly, Twitter is like a old-fashioned lynch mob. Like, I mean, as soon as there's a, a note of something, they're looking for who to hang. And they're wanting to come down on Urban Meyer. He says... My intention was not to say anything inaccurate or misleading. However, I was not adequately prepared to discuss these personal, uh, sensitive personnel issues with the media. I apologize for the way I handled these questions. Right. Which that's fair. I mean, while he handled it poorly, I'll say that. Yeah. He also, you can see where he's coming from. This is a sensitive issue in a lot of ways, even back when it's going on. Okay. Mm -hmm. And from the text messages and things that I have knowledge of. It looked like Mrs. Smith had made the decision to stay with her husband, even though she was telling Shelly Urban about, I mean, Shelly Meyer about this, uh, about the abuse. Now, if you're Shelly Meyer, who's also an employee of the university, by the way, so, so her university policy applies to her as well, uh, if she knows about it, you have a decision to make, though. And I'm not saying she didn't tell Urban Meyer. I feel 100% sure she told Urban Meyer. No, but you right. can't convince me that your wife didn't tell you. Yeah,
6: and they claim, oh, we, talk, now, we lean on each other. For, yeah. you know, it's like, I,
5: okay. I mean, there, there's, so I, I, there's no doubt he, and even he's basically admitted that he had knowledge of it. So that's out the window. But uh, I will say this, making the decision to go report it when she's decided to stay with the guy, and you believe that the guy is dangerous to her. You report it, you know the guy's going to get called in to the boss's office and asked about it. And you know she's staying with him. What is your thought on what he's going to do? As soon as he goes to his boss and he's in trouble, he's going to know that his wife told somebody, and he's going to go back and he's going to beat her again. Right? I mean, that's what you would think. And so what if it wasn't reported because they were afraid for her because she wouldn't get out and they don't want to report it while she's still there because they're afraid of what he'll do to her. Now, why didn't they just find another reason to fire him? Oh, that's valid questions. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that the issue is more complicated than just a matter of, oh, this guy beat his wife and Irvin Meyer uh, did nothing. First, we don't know that. He says he followed all the proper procedures and reported everything. Right. Well, if so- that is the case, and we don't know what the entire dynamic was, it's it's a sensitive situation. It's tough to figure out how to handle something like this, even if you're Urban Meyer. And so my instinct here, I'm not taking up for this Zach Smith guy. I mean, he's, it sounds like he's probably a loser that hits women, and he needs to be thrown under the jail. Right. Now, Urban Meyer knows him better, obviously, than the rest of us do. And so how Urban handled things, I think, should be called into question. If he covered up something, I do think it's important to know whether or not once this 2015 thing came up, I think it's important to know whether or not Urban Meyer made the university aware that this guy had been in trouble for this before.
6: Right. Well, and there's – I mean, there's – got stuff where – what's working against Urban right now, too, and I'm seeing it start to pop up more in the media, and I, I kind of knew this about him anyway from the days when he was at Florida. He's bad about giving second, third, and fourth chances because we saw it with Aaron Hernandez, you know, things that went on with the – with players, and there's been rumors of – there was a thing I'd read about, and I can't remember who it is. I, I hate that I can't remember the person involved, but you, when he was at Utah with a the coach, there was an incident that happened, and he kind of gave the guy a second chance. guy ultimately got fired. But same kind of situation, not quite as heinous. It was a little more, you know, something silly, but it still was wrong. And in this case, I think that's what's working against him. They know, well, Urban typically will protect his guy. Zach Smith, uh, apparently, has something else to do. His father had some kind of connection to Urban going way back. So I could see him trying to kind of protect the guy a little bit. And I get the, like you were talking about, you don't want to just bust him out. He might go beat her. He could kill her, you know, things like that. And then that's where we're kind of trying to unwind the, big mess here and figure out, okay, who knew what and when and that's what this group that they've got now that they've appointed is supposed to be doing is figuring out, okay, what exactly was known by who. And then if it comes down that Urban was kind of protecting the dude a little bit and just saying like, like, you know, and protecting her, kinda of going both ways, but and he didn't follow the proper chain of command, then yeah, he's gonna be gone. If he did, then somebody at Ohio State's gonna be in trouble possibly legal trouble because it's going to create a whole it's going to be a whole nother issue then urban go back to doing what he was doing with football and then they're going to have to deal with it internally with the ohio state itself so for the urban for the ohio state fans that's the best scenario but if they can't prove that they that he did tell somebody then he's gone unfortunately so
5: yeah i'll uh we'll get back into this a little bit on the other side gotta take a break right now but uh we'll continue to discuss urban meyer not only what uh our opinions on the matter are, but what we think will happen. That's next on Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 935
7: FM. Come on, get in on all the fun at Magic Springs Theme and Water Park. Big rides, big slides, including our 13 story thrill ride Brain Drain and big concerts. Bring mind. Get ready for In Vogue. Saturday, August eleventh. Don't miss N Vogue at Magic Springs Theme and Water Park. Concert is free with your season pass. Get tickets today at MagicSprings.com or
5: Walgreens. Whoa, whoa, whoa. hey, hey, everyone, settle down. What, what's all the commotion about?
7: There's a new instant game launching in August. It's only a dollar, and there are twelve different versions featuring twelve different dogs celebrate the dog days of summer with a new lucky dog instant game collect the whole litter today only from the tennessee lottery game-changing fun please play responsibly and here's a summer classic from the tennessee lottery
13: i got that summer scratching fever and i know just what to do play new august instant games just a few will do i'm ready to play and press all my luck And best of all, I can play for just a buck. Summer scratchin' fever, summer scratchin' fever, summer scratching fever, yeah!
7: August Instant Games, new from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Just remember to play responsibly.
3: Are you trying to find the perfect home? Maybe you're looking to sell your current one. Whatever your situation is, I want to advise you to contact one of the friendly agents at Remax Rightway in Millington and experience the value of working with a great Remax Rightway agent. They serve Shelby, Tipton, and Fayette counties. One of their experienced agents will help make the buying and selling process painless for you. They'll make it easy by scouting homes, managing inspections, negotiating pricing, and orchestrating transactions for you. So contact one of these great agents at Remax Rightway in Millington at 901-873-3312 or you can find them online at remax.com and you'll see why remax is the number one name in real estate. Remax Rightway agents just
12: do more. Hi, I'm James and I'm Doug and together we're, we're Summit, Summit Roofing. Roofing. Not everyone plans on replacing their roof Give us a call for a free estimate or roof inspection to let one of our trained professionals come out and help you every step of the way. We also specialize in metal, commercial, and residential roof systems to help you with all your roofing needs. We offer financing. Check us out at SummitRoofingAndRestoration.com, Facebook, or our great standing with the BBB. Let our 40 years of combined experience lead the way to an honest approach to help you with your problems. Give us a call at 901-430-1974. Again, that's 901-430-1974.
14: Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home has proudly served families from Tipton and its surrounding counties in their times of need for generations. In fact, Houston Moss is their third generation funeral director. Like his uncle and grandfather before him, Houston will explain all the different options available to your family. Whether you're planning an unexpected funeral or pre-planning your own, trust Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home to make the process as easy as possible.
8: Simply Brilliant. That's what folks are saying about the new Kubota Commander zero-turn mower. Starting at under $4,500, it's certainly affordable. But what makes it brilliant is all the power, quality, features and value Kubota puts into it, backed by a four-year, 300-hour factory warranty. Now that's a zero-turn mower everyone can get behind. Kubota Commander, simply powerful, simply affordable, simply brilliant. Visit Wooten Tractor, 2031 Highway 51 South, Covington. It's hot outside, and we have some very odd deals on tires going on now.
3: At Tipton Farmers Co-op Car Care Center, we have a complete line of passenger and light truck tires to suit every need imaginable. Drop by and see our team, and let us cool you down with some great values on a new set of tires for your vehicle. We are here to serve you, our customer. We are open to serve Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., and Saturday, 7 a.m. until noon on Highway 51 South in Covington. Come by and see us or give us a call at 476-4936.
10: Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Mostly cloudy skies for tonight. Look for some showers and a few thunderstorms. 75 the low Wednesday and Thursday. Still mostly cloudy skies both days with scattered showers and thunderstorms. High temperatures running in the mid to upper 80s and overnight lows in the mid 70s. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center.
2: Welcome back to Adam and Chad. There seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. On U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM. And
5: welcome back, Adam and Chad. Talking Urban Meyer situation at Ohio State. It's always sensitive to talk about a situation in which there's abuse, okay? So apparently... The allegation is that there is abuse by this guy of his wife. Not, and people don't have a, a tolerance for that, and they shouldn't. But I think that sometimes muddies the water when we're deciding how somebody like Urban Meyer, who's tangential to this, should be punished. Whose worst offense that's been uncovered, at least, is that he lied to the media because he wasn't ready to talk about it. He shouldn't have done that. Nobody's saying that. Should he lose his job for it and have his life ruined? Because that's basically what, I mean, that's basically what the court of Twitter is ordering. I mean, I I think it's a different thing altogether. I know it's a sensitive subject and nobody, nobody should condone domestic violence. At the same time, this is a guy who knew about it because his wife knew about it. And the woman was deciding to stay with the guy. I don't, uh, I I just don't know that we've seen enough right now to say that Urban Meyer should be fired. Now, he definitely made mistakes, but being fired, I think is a big step. And he would have had to violate the law or university policy or his contract or something like that. Now, will he be fired? Different question entirely. I say, yes, the media has look the, the media and social media have demanded their pound of flesh and their pound of flesh is not going to be Zach Smith. Unfortunately, it's going to be urban Meyer and Zach Smith is probably going to walk away with this thing. Cause he hasn't even been charged for anything from 2015. So all he did was lose his job. Nobody's going to remember his name in a year. And he'll cruise on, unfortunately, and be fine. And Urban Meyer will be the pound of flesh paid to the social media people out there. And I think it's unfortunate, but I think that's what's going to happen: is that Urban Meyer will be fired. This investigation will wrap up sometime next week. They will announce that Urban Meyer did not something. Now, maybe he deserves it. And I'll just tell you at the time when the evidence is presented whether or not i think he deserves it i haven't seen the evidence yet so that's what i'm waiting on
6: yeah there's a lot of speculative information going on so i i'm kind of the same way i don't feel like i feel like if he did what he was supposed to do as far as regardless of the lies of the media i don't care about all that garbage either if he didn't go up the proper chain of command or claims he did and then that's what's terrible is we won't may we may never know whether he did really truly go to the president and the president of the school or the AD or something, you know, may not have ever acted on it. And then he gets let go because somebody has got some kind of vendetta or just gets angry. I don't think though that the athletic director or the president want him to leave. Cause it's, it could be very detrimental to their sports programs. He's been such a big part of everything. I do feel like it's going to ultimately come down to that though. It's, it's going to be a, what it comes out about this whole situation with her attorney claiming that they never heard anything from Ohio State. Somebody at Ohio State's probably getting fired. Besides that coach, it's either going to be Urban or it's probably going to be the athletic director. Whoever whoever knows about it and didn't act and move it on up the chain, that's the person that's going to get fired. Whether it been Urban not even telling well, them or somebody within the administration at Ohio State. But I think that's how it's going to ultimately end. Which for Ohio State fans, lot of, I'm sure you don't want it to be Urban. But you know,
5: a lot of people think, oh well, he should get fired based on the fact that they fired Jim Tressel for less. But did they right. fire him for less because there was a clear violation of NCAA rules? Right, that one was With clear. Jim this one,
6: like I said, now if he it comes down to if he didn't tell anybody at the up in the administration at Ohio State, oh then, then absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. like you yeah. said, that's that's going to be the linchpin, really, because a lot of them are a lot of the some of the media, a lot of your Twitter warriors are focusing on this. Domestic stuff, and it has nothing to do with that. Really, it's coming down to whether he
5: violated his right,
6: contract because he's and following not following the chain of command. Really, that—that's his job. Depends on that. Yeah, but everything else is all deal with the legal system. That's he's all, not
5: being accused yeah. of performing any abuse. He's being right. accused or of, trying to
6: protect the guy, either. Not, not yeah, yet, at least.
5: At least so far, yeah. nobody's even accusing him of trying to cover anything up. Right. I'm the, sure to be like if he failed to too, report but. it, then yes, he—he he is culpable and should be fired. If he did not fail to report it, though, I'm not so sure now. Like I said, I don't think it'll matter. I think even if he went through all the proper channels that he was supposed to, they will fire him and say he should have reported it to police. Right. And I think that they'll fire him. I think he will stay out of football this year. He'll be out of the limelight and in one year, maybe two, oh, he shows back up. A yeah. smaller school will hire him. And take the initial PR hit and just hope that they can ride that wave because they know they'll be successful with Urban Meyer. Right.
6: Because, I mean, in reality... The only thing I could see really keeping a lot of teams from wanting him would be if they find out or there's something surfaces. Well, no, it'll be the same that,
5: reason that Shiano didn't get the job at Tennessee is right. they'll be afraid of social media. Well, there's that, Because but, that's the, the only reason Shiano didn't get the job at Tennessee is because of a tangential relationship to the Penn State situation in which he was cleared of any wrongdoing. Right. And yet, because somebody wrote something on The Rock – at Tennessee, and then social media got up in arms. Greg Schiano loses the job at Tennessee before he ever has it, right. and I think that that's what that's why I think uh, most Power Five teams will steer away from Urban Meyer when he, just because of that uh, yeah. after a year. I think non-power teams, though, like a Houston or somebody whose coach had him on the right direction and they're on the way up they can withstand the PR hit or just don't care?
6: Right. A team like uh, Central Florida.
5: <laughs> yeah, I think then you could I see... he going back to Florida. Uh, I mean, I think then you could see Urban Meyer get hired and do some really great things for a program there. Honestly, though, like I said, when the evidence comes out, I'll tell you whether or not I think he deserved it. I think he's getting fired either way. Uh, but I, when the, I'll, I'll let you know when the evidence comes out whether I think that's fair.
6: Yeah, I, I'm still... I think it's still a, a 50-50 shot of him getting let go. Uh, but I kind of lean your way a little bit because I know how overreacting a lot of these schools are. And so it just really depends on the president of that school, you know, how the fact that they're letting them do this, that they're doing this little independent thing tells me they're stalling to try to find a way to hope that it do, works out in Urban's favor. Now, whether somebody will fall on the sword at, in the administration within Ohio State to cover Urban and say, OK, yeah, he did. I didn't say anything. It's my fault. Like, or like we talked about earlier, say it's the athletic director. He steps forward and says, okay, he did tell me I didn't put it up the proper chain now. They could still come back and go, well, he knew that you didn't, so he's fired too either way because he could have just went around you and said, well, but there's a lot of that. I mean, there's such a gray area there where, yeah, if Urban say he threatened, I mean, the athletic director could have threatened him, and I'm just making up scenarios, but uh, I do feel like, like you said, because of social media pressure. But now you got the people that all these signatures are key. Like it's 23,000 now or something, something ridiculous of people wanting him to stay, which I understand. It'd be, I look at it from an Alabama perspective. If Saban, something like this happened with Saban, I'd be the same way. I'm like, no, unless he protected the guy and it comes out that he actually, and same, I feel the same with the Urban. If he protected this guy somehow, some way they can prove that, that he's covering him and he's trying to take the fall a little bit or something, then yeah, he should be fired, you know, contractually and because of being a, you know, that kind of guy to protect somebody that some scum like that coach. But I, I, I'm really kind of 50 50. I don't know how it's going to go. I think because of it. I'm leaning a little bit towards they're probably going to get rid of him just because of the mess. And I do think he will come back to coaching because I think this is so petty that I think another school that will have no problem taking him unless they find out that he's being that he was protected. Like, there's some kind of crazy evidence that we don't know about that comes out next week. I really think he either gets a job somewhere else or he ends up staying at Ohio State. So I just hope it doesn't set a bad precedent down the line if they do let him go because – I mean, they've already got rid of Trestle. You've seen it happen, like you said, with Shiano. Just all kind of dumb stuff. Right, you know, yeah. Just, well,
5: like social media, and, right. and honestly, things. because yeah. social media and, and the media is, uh, the news media is to blame for a lot of this because the news media reports on social media. If you notice now, when you go to a news site, Fox News or CNN or something, there will be entire stories that are all screenshots of tweets with maybe one sentence of writing. And that's supposed to be a story. Like, Twitter is reacting to this, and they they frame right. they frame Twitter and the social media universe as popular opinion. Right, like everybody and on Twitter is just. But you honestly, know. it's not always representative of popular opinion. A lot of times, it's representative it's of a opposite. loud. Opinion, but not the majority opinion. And so, and a very perfect example of that is the 2016 election, in which if you paid attention to social media, it was a shoe in for Hillary Clinton. But it doesn't Uh, always represent what's reality. And I think today, though, because the media gives credibility to the loudest on social media.
6: People like Kardashians.
5: And then the loudest on social media are incredibly um judgment based like i mean it's just an immediate judgment snap judgment no evidence guilty until proven innocent and even if proven innocent you're still guilty because and i can i could go through a name but i'm not going to do that i don't want to cause a lot of stuff but you know it's guilty until proven guilty you will never be proven innocent in the court of social media and so once there's an accusation, you're guilty. You must be removed from society as a pariah. And right. that, I'm afraid that we've gotten into that too much as a society, and we don't wait on evidence to come out. And so it's like you said, I, hate, I would hate for this to be a situation where he gets fired undeservedly because I think that just contributes to the problem of more and more people get fired at a mere accusation of something or uh uh, impression of impropriety and it would be like uh somebody saying hey i saw chad the other day and he was wearing a t-shirt uh that supported uh you know one of our competitive stations that i won't name right and then i get fired for that and i wasn't even actually wearing the t-shirt i mean it could get that bad you know what i'm saying so i just think that we've become really quick to not only judge but sentence people in uh in our society and i I, you know i don't know i just think that sometimes you got to take a step back and let the process go through the process and find out what the evidence is and then make your decision and go from there all right well we'll get off of this subject and move on to another guy in trouble nascar ceo He got arrested for DWI and possession of a controlled substance. And they leave it to the imagination on what the controlled substance is, so I don't know. We'll talk more about that and the potential impact with NASCAR on the other side. On Adam and Chad on U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM.
8: U.S. 51 Country Community Calendar. If your church, civic group, or nonprofit organization has an event coming up or important information that you would like to share on the community calendar, we'd love to hear from you. Send the details to Public Service Director in care of U.S. 51 Country, 101 WKBL Drive, Covington, Tennessee 38019, or visit the website us51country.com and click on calendar to post your information.
1: Being treated like family is one of the best ways to show someone you care, and that's a top priority at Munford Pharmacy. At Munford Pharmacy, we keep it simple. We're here for you. We offer expert up-to-date advice and healthcare knowledge with personalized care and free delivery. Visit us today at Munford Pharmacy on Doctors Drive in Munford, or give us a call at 901-840-1998. Munford Pharmacy, your hometown pharmacy with Free delivery.
7: It's time for you to get geared up for the hunting season. And the best place to do that is at the Mid-South Hunting and Fishing Extravaganza. August 10th through the 12th at the angra center Massive blowout deals with all the top brands. Camo, duck boats, outfitters, game calls, tackle. Book your next hunting adventure. And come see a huge lineup of campers and RVs. Enter the Big Buck Contest, hosted by the UT Martin Wildlife Society. Kids, come fish in the live trout pond. Enter the Duck Calling Competition. Sponsored by Banyan Waterfowl. Taxidermy competition hosted by Shelby Forest Taxidermy. Register to win a three-day hunting trip from Trophy Club Outfitters. It's the Mid-South Hunting and Fishing Extravaganza. August 10th through the 12th at the Agri-Center, Memphis. So make the best of your hunting season by heading to the Mid-South Hunting and Fishing Extravaganza. August 10th through the 12th at the Agri-Center. For more info, visit memphishuntshow.com. See you at the Agri-Center. We're proud to contribute to you, the hard-working farmer, grower, and rancher. You work hard and take risks every season because you love what you do. And what you do makes a difference in all our lives. You're people who work the land. You give it your best shot. We'll do the same for you. Bank of Tipton, member FDIC. It's all about you.
13: Who doesn't like a clean, green, beautiful lawn? Or a great garden. Jump into the season with Walls West Tennessee Supply in Covington. Walls has all you need to keep your lawn green and your garden growing. Enjoy the perfect lawn and save time on the weekend with a new reliable riding mower from Ferris or Snapper. And for the garden or flower beds, Walls has all the seeds, soil, and mulch you need. For trimming, blowing, and tilling, Walls carries quality Husqvarna lawn and garden tools. Walls West Tennessee Supply on East Street in Covington.
12: Hi, I'm James. And I'm Doug. And together, we're We're Summit Summit Roofing. Not everyone plans on replacing their roof. Give us a call for a free estimate or roof inspection to let one of our trained professionals come out and help you every step of the way. We also specialize in metal, commercial, and residential roof systems to help you with all your roofing needs. We offer financing. Check us out at summitroofingandrestoration.com. Facebook, or our great standing with the BBB. Let our 40 years of combined experience lead the way to an honest approach to help you with your problems. Give us a call at 901-430-1974. Again, that's 901-430-1974.
10: Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Mostly cloudy skies for tonight. Look for some showers and a few thunderstorms. 75 the low Wednesday and Thursday. Still mostly cloudy skies both days with scattered showers and thunderstorms. High temperatures running in the mid to upper 80s and overnight lows in the mid 70s. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center.
2: 51 country 93.5 fm
5: welcome back final segment adam and chad us 51 country 93.5 fm the us 51 country mobile app facebook live comment in the comment feed let us know what you think we gave our predictions earlier for high school football if you missed them You can always listen to the show on demand starting tomorrow and the on-demand section at us51country.com. The podcast is also available on iTunes, Stitcher, and basically anywhere that you can hear podcasts. And also you can rewatch the video. It'll be on our Facebook page, the Adam and Chad Facebook page. Make sure you give it a like so you will always be in the know. Also make sure, because beginning not this week but next week, we will have our player of the week polls back up and you in order to vote in those polls, you must be a member of the fans of Adam and Chad Facebook group. So make sure you go join the fans of Adam and Chad Facebook group. It's pretty easy. Once you're a member, you get to vote in the player of the week poll and decide which player each week wins the player of the week award, which is brought to you by Hat ads. And then at the end of the year, Adam and I choose a player of the year. Anger, frustration, just the start for NASCAR industry over Brian France's DWI. This is from ESPN.com. Brian France, everybody knows the France family has kind of run NASCAR forever. Uh, Brian France, the chairman and CEO of NASCAR, got in a little uh, DWI situation. He ran a stop sign, apparently got pulled over got arrested for DWI and possession of a controlled substance. No nothing I have seen tells what the controlled substance is. I'm guessing drugs of some sort, most likely marijuana because I believe other than that it probably would have been named. Unless right. there unless it's some kind of prescription med or something. But you I mean if it's prescribed to you, you're not going to get busted for it. So But I'm imagining it's pot that Ryan France got busted for. Now, uh, he was drunk or driving while... Well, actually, DWI, I guess, doesn't necessarily mean drunk. He could have been driving while intoxicated on something else. I don't know. Right. But either way, he was charged. He was uh, booked uh, and all of that good stuff. So now he's in trouble. Now, NASCAR has been seeing and this is another Willie get fired situation right? right this one i think is a little different number one there's no real victim here right there's just this guy making a bad decision and if he's made it once you know he's made it before but uh this brian france guy is on the hot seat already with nascar because nascar has seen a decline in ratings and a decline in attendance at events. This could be the thing that pushes him over the edge. Now, should he be fired for this one thing? That's another one of those. Tell me what the evidence is and what what's going on here. Now, probably, yes. I mean, should he be the highest paid guy in the NASCAR organization if he doesn't have sense enough to not drive drunk or whatever it was he was doing or have drugs in the car or whatever? Then, right. yeah, he probably should be fired anyway. But I think there's almost no doubt he'll be fired just because I think they were looking for an excuse to begin with to the board and everybody else. All all the drivers want him out because they feel like he hasn't done the sport any favors.
6: Right. Well, and there's there's been an update since I think we had some of our information that uh, now what's happening, he's been given the indefinite leave of absence. To, I guess to focus on personal issues is they'll call him. You know, that's the typical right, yeah, t- yeah. to speak for that. You know, hey, he's PR doing this, firm, right?
5: PR firm release, right.
6: yeah. But um, there's, let's see, what I was... Yeah, apparently his uh, uncle is taking over, Jim, Jim France.
5: Which a lot of people say kind of runs things anyway. Right, they say, yeah, he's the behind-the-scenes guy.
6: And then I guess the uh, Brian's sister, Lisa France-Kennedy... Is kind of involved with things too, but he's. I guess they've announced officially that he will be the interim until on you know, indefinite. So well, Brian's on an indefinite. So we could see it. it looks like the family's not letting go of this at all. So somebody, but this guy's seventy three years old, so it's kind of like who might be the next one step up. And like you said, the one thing I with all the changes and the drops in ratings and the show, they should have seen this coming. Like I, I don't take a whole lot of stock in. The losses because of, or blame it necessarily on the France family much because they should they probably accounted for I would say a twenty five percent decline across the board because you've lost Danica you've lost Earnhardt Jr. I think Earnhardt Jr. had the biggest impact obviously but and then Jeff Gordon but Danica had Danica had your casual people you lost a lot of casual fans probably with her going out the door you had some that watched it just because oh it's a girl you know there could be uh, females out there that enjoyed you know just why oh, i watch because i want to see what danica's gonna do wow. i don't know how many there were i'm just speculating but and, and she was kind of a polarizing figure and she and he, got, he lost tony stewart you know he had kind of that thing too i mean he's still involved so he's still there just like Hunter Jr. junior's involved in things with nascar but it's not the same when they're not on the track well and there really have been a lot of these young guys coming up that are just that polarizing yeah. effect. There's nobody that just took the reins, or there's no Earnhardt Jr. larger than life right. guy. There's yeah. no yeah, there's no is. new girl coming. Now there are some young as we spoke about them before. They're in their their teenagers at the moment. and They're a few years away from possible NASCAR uh, upper level, you know, even Xfinity level fight or a racing uh, that could show up soon. And I think right now they have to look and go, okay. I'd say if I was them, okay, twenty five percent. That's bad, but you know what? I'm not gonna panic because. We, we should have seen this coming. You lose that many people. When Jimmy Johnson goes, which I'm figuring this might be his maybe next year because he's, he's starting to fall off a little bit himself. But, I mean, he has nothing to gain or lose at this point anyway. Uh, if he leaves, then you lose another little segment of those old school Jimmy Johnson. But now you got like Chase Elliott, of course, with a segment of that. He won his first race this weekend at Watkins Glen. He's, of course, he's Bill Elliott's son for anybody out there that's not real familiar with NASCAR. Bill Elliott, big time, way back in the day when I was younger. I was one of my favorite drivers. Uh, But he's kind of great because they were really cheering this week. When he won, everybody was excited. Of course, it was his first win. Bill Elliott always had a good name. Everybody, for the most part, you know, he has that big name like uh, Earnhardt and all them. He was back during those days. Well, Chase is kind of like that next generation that I think could help the sport a little bit, but he's not... Earnhardt Jr. He's just not that guy. And then there's another, uh, Jeff Earnhardt. He's in there, but he's not into it. The Dylan kids, nobody. I think they're not as likable because of the fact that they're nephews, uh, you know, they're third generation, second generation of of owners and things like that. So there's nothing real special about them or unique to make them go, oh, these guys came from here. And, of course, you've got guys that are small-town dudes that's come up. And you've had a lot of fracturing in the teams, too. There's been a lot of shakeups there. And I think you're some of your traditional teams that people rooted for have you got a lot of unknowns, and even some of your well knowns are starting to kind of not we will like uh, Kyle Bush? You know, he's he I mean, don't do well when you got him coming out there telling about if you don't like it, don't watch. It's like, come on, dude, you're right. yeah, <laughs> I'm really. not a fan of him uh, just because his attitude sucks, and and he's and he's and he's a good driver, though. I'm not gonna say all oh, you know, just because I don't like him, he ain't no good. I mean, he's won five races this year, but he's his attitude is actually hurting the people. Oh, people like the villains, I'm like, no, Earnhardt Dale Earnhardt was not liked. Because he was the intimidator, not because he got to turn mouth off, on TV. You know, it's just like it wasn't his style. That was just he just wasn't like because he was good and like I said, he was the intimidator. He kind of had that rugged. We well, didn't mind wrecking kind of, people, but right? Like right. See, he is a little bit dirty. But yeah. there's
5: a difference uh, between being a petulant child and uh, right. and being you know the bad guy. Right. Uh, I think too in NASCAR. I think you're right. NASCAR's lost stars over the last few years and not replaced them with stars. Right. So, you don't have and so you you can look like you've got Jimmy Johnson, was a 7-time champion now, most NASCAR champions of anybody ever, and yet the guy has almost zero personality. So, you don't go to a NASCAR race and see a bunch of Jimmy Johnson fans all over the place like you did with Jeff Gordon. Right. And right. Jeff Gordon was this new kind of kid to NASCAR, right? Jeff Gordon was Mr. California, you know California. I mean, I know he's from Indiana, but uh, he was like uh, Mr. California, he's like cool, Hollywood, you know. Mr. Hollywood. Yeah, he yeah, was that. That was you know, uh, Mr. Days, the clean thunder. cut, Mr. clean cut guy. Not, <laughs> he's the Tom Cruise, not of NASCAR. your typical. Yeah, he's not your typical Southern, yeah, guy, and uh, so. He gets into it, and then he starts to dominate. And you either loved him or you hated him, but they, you know, did cool things with his paint schemes. And he has a personality that you can see now. He does TV for NASCAR now. Uh, He does NASCAR races on uh, uh, Fox because he has a personality. Right. Jimmy Johnson just doesn't have a personality that's interesting, so he's he's
6: got his fan base just because he's not that polarizing.
5: Because, honestly, the only time he's been controversial is when his crew chief got caught cheating. He's never <laughs> been caught doing anything. Right. He, uh, he's, he's not a controversial guy. He's not a funny guy. And he just kind of goes about his business. He's not a public eye kind of guy. And so that's why he doesn't have Richard Petty had his hat. You know, when he was getting his wins, Dale Earnhardt was the intimidator. Jimmy Johnson's just Jimmy Johnson, man. And so while a guy right. like that would normally be carrying the spotlight, he doesn't really because it's just not in his nature. And you don't have a guy in the sport right now who is that electric guy that draws everybody, whether you love him or hate him. You don't have that guy right now or right. gal. I mean, uh, you know – like you said, you had Danica Patrick, who drew a lot of casual fans because they want to see something special. They want to see, a, you know, a woman win for the first time in NASCAR. Um, and she had the best shot because she was a good IndyCar driver. And didn't hurt. Uh, she's a pretty lady, too. So Well, no, that's right. I mean, she had good sponsors. <laughs> I hate to point that out, but it's one of those no, things. No, but the yeah. thing is, they, sponsorship they marketed too. correctly. Yeah. They knew they had something, they marketed, and they marketed She marketed it. herself
6: very well, right. too. Right.
5: They, they marketed it correctly. She got paired up with a sponsor that was willing to, you know, uh, really put her out there. And, and, I mean, it was a good situation for them with her. And then, of course, Dale Earnhardt Jr. sold a ton of tickets. And, uh, I mean, you're talking about a guy here yeah, he who, huge effect. when he left and went to Hendrick Motorsports, left Earnhardt and went to Hendrick Motorsports, People had a fit because Budweiser wasn't going to be a sponsor anymore. I mean, these were big stories back then, and you just don't have those kinds of personalities, and he's just a super likable guy. Like Dale Earnhardt Jr. feels like your next-door neighbor, and uh, you don't have that. I can't think of one NASCAR driver. You're talking about Chase Elliott, which Chase Elliott is a little bland.
6: Yeah, he's got, kind of, well, because Bill was kind of a quiet guy too. Yeah, Bill, but Bill wasn't was
5: kind of quirky because he's a, he's the North Carolina guy who's, uh, you know, and he was a quirky well, kind of country guy that had like the the Bill isms and stuff. And I mean, right. he was just, he had a different kind of personality. Chase Elliott is just like every other kid his age, it seems like.
6: Well, and you had the, the nicknames and stuff like actually, and, you know, uh, Bill is a Georgia guy. He's a, they called him Austin Bill from Dawsonville.
5: Oh right, and, yeah. Georgia. I'm sorry. But they, but they I, had said, names. I said North Carolina. Right. I admit, Georgia. It's close. it's close.
6: <laughs> but he's uh like things like that. Like they had names and things. You know, different people back then. And it, of course, that was a different time frame. But there was that. The people sometimes say like the golden time of NASCAR. You had you know you had Dale Earnhardt, and you, of course you had a lot of the Allisons racing that Richard Pettyson. You know, Richard Petty was still finishing up, and then Kyle Petty came in, and you had a lot of the names, and then things happened as time went on and then you had the next generation they kind of hit a with Ralph finway growing and then you had jimmy johnson all those guys and they just you know but now i think they're at a crossroads we'll have to see what happens
5: yeah and i mean i believe they've done like i believe the changes they made in the sport oh i sport think they're have great been great oh, yeah. and i honestly think that they deserve a lot of credit for being brave enough to change their sport in such drastic ways when other sports like baseball are too stubborn to do so Right. I, I think just it's a star power All NASCAR thing. needs now is a star. Yeah, They need some stars. They need some standout drivers once again. Right, That's
6: exactly what it is. More star power and more cowbell.
5: Yep. <laughs> all right. See you next week for the high school football preview special. Don't forget it. Put it on your calendars next Tuesday, 6 p.m. Right here on US51Country, 93.5 p.m., US51Country.com, the US51Country mobile app. And Facebook Live for Adam Craig and everybody else here at the Grace Broadcasting Studios. I'm Chad Gatlin. See y'all.
0: This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag.
1: Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy.
0: <laughs> And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty Ultra Strong trash bag.
2: Hefty, hefty, hefty!
0: <sighs> ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm and Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, <sighs> hmm, you can stay one step ahead of stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black bags.
14: Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?"
0: Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office.